It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. And hello, welcome in. Priority Talk Radio, Greg Davis here with you on this Wednesday evening. Hello, how are you? Good to be with you today here. I am uh, back in Montgomery. It looks like this will be the last week of being in Montgomery as the 2023 legislative uh, session winds down. Of course, I'm here representing uh, our churches from all across the state of Alabama as uh, the president and CEO of ALCAP. And uh, boy, uh, busy days though uh, today, and looks like tomorrow will uh, will in all uh, accounts be the final day. Um, we'll see how some of that plays out this evening, but uh, boy, a lot went on today. A very active uh, day for me at the Alabama State House, and uh, we're, we're going to fill you in on all of it uh, coming up here in just a couple of moments. Of course, we're here on one hundred one point one FM WXJC Radio. And uh, you can also listen live at the WXJC Radio app. It's free. Just download it and listen to the station anytime you'd like. And then also, uh, we invite you to PriorityTalkRadio.com. There you can also listen live uh, over your phone, through the browser, or on your computer, whatever it may be. If you've got a web browser, you can listen. And also find our podcast there where you can listen later. Uh, now, we do plan on uh, getting yesterday's show posted, uh, the first hour. Uh, that was sort of our anniversary show. Uh, Andrew Stewart's not there. He he walked out, didn't he? Okay. He was getting that up. I haven't looked to see if it's there today or not. Some of you were asking me uh, about that. I got some text messages uh, saying you missed the earlier parts of it and wanted to listen to that. We will get it there for you. It included um, clips from our very first show our first caller, and just some other highlights uh, early on in the, in the early days of our program all the way back in 2011. So we do plan on uh, getting that posted for you if it's not already there, and it may already be. I, I need to look and see. Uh, but if not, then we certainly do have every intention of posting that for you. We did have a little bit of a, um, uh, we call it hiccup yesterday when we first come on the air. I appreciate the messages on that as well. Uh, that uh, sort of the, the computer system sort of gets misaligned a little bit um, every now and then. Uh, right side was still doing a little bit of a was was replaying yesterday, still coming off the holiday weekend. And that somehow bled over into our show just a little bit. The timing was off. Andrew, am I probably saying that about right? OK, so um, uh, we apologize for that. I don't think it lasted very long. Uh, I really wasn't aware of it in real time, but uh, apparently over the air. So anyway, it's a complicated thing. I don't really know that much about it. Okay, yes, the anniversary of Priority Talk is there. So if you want to go back and listen, um, it's uh, Priority Talk, which first aired in 2011. We play clips from the first show ever, including the first caller and original music. 
also air clips of some of our memorable guests. So that is there. Uh, find us on our website, Apple, Google, Spotify, you, you tune in, you name it, we're there. So you can find that if you'd like it. Um, I think you may enjoy it. Okay, uh, I'm going to be with you first hour today. Nate's going to be in for hour number two. Uh, it won't be too long down the road that I'll I'll be able to be back on more consistently for both hours. It's just difficult right now when I'm uh, down in Montgomery because we have things going on in the evenings as well. And so uh, sometimes I leave the state house. I go to my, uh, my, my show place where I do the show from, and then I go back to the state house. If, if, if they are there late and I have reasons to be there, I do that. Let me give you a couple of updates. Um, our, uh, our house bill 208, which would have provided, uh, tax credits for individuals and businesses who donated to pregnancy resource centers across the state of Alabama, uh, is, will, will not happen. Uh, pretty much knew that last week, but uh, we got down to the very, uh, you know, last two weeks. We had had time to get it done, but unfortunately, all of the tax credits that were uh, being proposed were put in. I'm going to somebody today called it purgatory, and I, I'm not Catholic, but I, I, I'm going to call it purgatory for for this conversation. All of the tax credits got put into purgatory, including that one. It was something we talked a lot about. We worked hard for it. I want to thank uh, Representative Jamie Kill. Uh, if you guys know him, please thank him. He really put himself out there and worked very hard to get it through the House, and we did. Uh, Senator Gerald Allen uh, worked in the Senate and was willing to put himself out there to uh, to carry this. Uh, and and unfortunately, it, no fault of his, it just got held up, and um, that Senate Finance and Education, basically the, the Education Trust Fund Budget Committee uh, that's headed up by Senator Arthur Orr, who we, we look, we love Arthur Orr. It's not personal. We love him. I told him that. Uh, but we wish, our, we wish this bill would have gotten through. It's a pro-life bill, and it would have uh, helped, uh, helped these pregnancy centers help a lot more ladies because it would have generated more income to them. But... As he told me, if you want to give to God's work, give. Uh, don't worry about a tax credit or, or even a tax deduction. That's nice if you get it. But if you're going to give to God's work, then just give. And I, and I agree with him. But it certainly would have encouraged more people uh, to, to, to give. Um, today at the State House, uh, pretty active. Uh, there were two issues that uh, we were still um, you know, trying to, trying to walk beside, really three, I guess. Uh, one of them was a House Bill 6 for Kenneth Paschal, his family bill, um, recognizing um, that, um, you know, our, the, the, the order of family and, uh, and government. And uh, he's made a lot of changes to it. I think it's a good bill. And, but unfortunately, uh, it has not passed yet at last I saw. I believe this, the House adjourned for the day and did not get to it. It was on the calendar. It could still happen tomorrow, I've got to say. Uh, but that's a good bill out of, uh, you know, Kenneth's out of Shelby County, right here in our listening audience. And uh, I, I hope that it's back on the calendar tomorrow, and I hope it gets a vote in the morning. It's probably going to be the last opportunity uh, for it, and that is House Bill 6, uh, the Parental Rights Protection Act. And so uh, this is um, basically um, codifying parents' rights as, a, as fundamental rights, and it would uh, 
help to protect uh, Alabama citizens' parents from government overreach. So uh, it's been a good bill, and, uh, you know, it, it just didn't make it so far. It's, it's on the calendar, but it hasn't been voted through yet as far as I know. I left the state house about 30, 40 minutes ago, and it had not happened. Okay, so that was one that I was uh, keeping up with. Another that I was involved in today was uh, a press conference this morning at uh, 11 a.m. with, uh, along with uh, Chris Sales, Representative Sales, and then also uh, Representative uh, or Senator Barfoot was there. Um, Senator Dan Roberts was there. Uh, some of our friends from Eagle Forum of Alabama, uh, Mark White, who hosts a, a radio program out of North Alabama, was there, and this was for. Um, Chris Sales has been the the push, the guy that's really pushed this, to um, to to basically uh, require um, that cell phones and tablets and those kind of things come to the consumer in Alabama with the filters, the mature content filters already turned on. The filters are on the computer or on the phone. I'm just gonna call it phones, but it goes beyond phones into other portable devices the the filters are already there they just come turned off and you have to go through several steps to turn them on and we just say why in the world would we not go ahead and turn those on let them come on but uh, some reason this seems to uh, bother the business community and uh, it's just about money is what it's about. That's what most things in Montgomery seem to, to come down to. In fact, I was with one of our senators today walking down the hall, and he said, uh, money and morals, that's all it comes down to, <laughs> everything. And he is absolutely right. Uh, but we just think these uh, filters should come turned on. And it's just a software update. It can easily happen. Um, you know, if it does put the uh, the business community, if it does cause these manufacturers or AT&T or Verizon, all these folks that are against it, if it does cost them a little bit of uh, trouble or if it costs a little extra money, who cares? We're talking about our kids. We got elementary kids with cell phones with no filter turned on and pornography coming at them. And if you don't think that happens, wake up, because of course it does. Uh, but the uh, the industry is is all about it. Um, and when I say the industry, I mean the mature industry is all about it. Uh, and as I said today at the uh, at the press conference, uh, I, this is the quotes, and, and this is a, there's an article in 1819 News where I'm and I'm there uh, quoted in it. I said this. Um, we're just asking for us to do something very common sense, and I think it's a good chance for Alabama to lead the way nationally. If we let out on this, other states will follow. And maybe, just maybe, nationwide, it would become the norm that you have to require the, uh, the, the mature content blockers to, uh, to be turned on when they come. So we um, just think that they, it, that ought to be the way it is. And if it's inconvenient for the industry, then too bad. And uh, I, that's all I can say. Uh, but that was part of my comment. Um, the other part of my comment uh, was that this is a moral issue, not a business issue. 
and we should protect our kids. And here's what we know. Early exposure to pornography leads to earlier addiction, which leads to many more views of pornography, which means money, money, money for the industry. Of course, the industry wants to see the filters turned off. This is something that should be done all across the country. The filters should be turned on when you buy one of these devices in this day and time. Maybe it wasn't a big deal a few years ago, but it's a big deal now. So, we're going to visit with uh, Melina Stevens coming up at the bottom of the hour. In fact, she just messaged me and uh, confirmed that uh, she could join us at 5.30. She's with the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. She is a powerful advocate. She spoke today at this press conference as well. In fact, she was the star of it, actually. And um, she's going to join us at 5.30 and talk about this issue and others related to uh, sexual exploitation. So I'll save the rest of it for then. Okay, I just got a text. Boy, I'm talking, you guys are getting it in real time here. I just got a text from Representative Kenneth Paschal out of Shelby County. You guys know I was just talking about his bill, HB6, uh, which is the uh, parental. Um, I like to get the name just right here. Let me get it. Um, is the parental rights as a fundamental right. That is the message of this. Um, he just messaged me because I was texting him before we went on the air and, uh, he just texted me and told me that it passed. So, uh, I think that is, um, outstanding. And, uh, I mean, that is just as fast as you can get it, my friends, straight from the floor, from the, from the representative. And he was up on the Senate floor, I'm sure for the vote. And so that has passed and it will shield Alabamians parents from government overreach. Uh, it's uh, just enshrining into the Alabama law what the U.S. Supreme Court has said over and over and over again for the last hundred years, that parental rights are a fundamental right. I mean, everybody's got rights. Well, how about parental rights? So we think that is just uh, outstanding, and congratulations to Kenneth Paschal, and uh, we'll see if we can't get him on the program and, uh, and talk about it. So we are um, excited. To, uh, to hear that news. Okay, got another issue. I got to go to break. Let me come back on the other side. I spoke at, a, uh, at the press conference today along with Eagle Forum of Alabama and Melina Stevens, um, who is going to be our guest in a few moments, uh, Senator Dan Roberts, uh, Eric Johnston, Attorney Eric Johnston with Southeast Law Institute. Uh, but then later in the day, uh, I spoke at the uh, Alabama Senate Tourism Committee committee meeting. Um, it'd be the last one of the year, and it was on this uh, issue uh, concerning alcohol. And so let me tell you about this when we come back. And I've got a big op-ed that's um, today been released on alreporter.com. It's on al.com and who knows where else. Um, but I've got a big op-ed on this issue. It's about these uh, mixed spirit beverage drinks or better known as ready-to-drinks. Ready-to-drinks. And uh, what they're trying to do here is very dangerous. I spoke at the committee hearing today along with quite a few other people. Uh, but I think I gave a unique message that others did not bring. I'll tell you what that was when we come back on the other side. All right, keep it right here. It's Priority Talk Radio, and we're giving you the breaking news on the Alabama legislative session as it winds down uh, just to the very last day or two. And that's sometimes that's when some of the most important laws are made because they've got past the budgets now, and now they can do some of the other issues that people may deem controversial, although I don't know why these things are controversial with the supermajority Republican Senate, House, and then also a governor. These should not be controversial. 
All right, let's take this break. Call or text us at 205-941-1011. Call or text 205-941-1011. Priority Talk. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser, and that's today's family dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment. 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. We want you to be a part of the show. Yes, you. To make comments or ask questions, call or text Priority Talk at 205-941-1011. I am David A.R. White, and you are listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk Radio. Okay, we're back in. I've got about five or six minutes here. Let me talk to you about this uh, issue, uh, this alcohol issue. Um, so uh, today it was in committee hearing. This has been an issue that's been laying out there the entire uh, session. And it finally came up today on the last committee day, which meant they had no intentions of passing it. Uh, today was a, really an opportunity to uh, to allow uh people to speak out on the issue and so uh, we were there and we spoke out on it and uh, it, this is uh, concerning these um, ready to drink liquor based alcohol beverages or they call them mixed spirit beverages also called cocktails in a can they're mixed drinks come in a can uh, and what they're trying to do is uh, they and these are these are currently available but you have to get them um, uh, in in more of a, a liquor store Okay, they're not sold in Publix and Walmart and every gas station and all that. And that's what they want to do. They want to distribute these, uh, make them widely available. And something like a 16-ounce can with, uh, this is the kicker, with 12.5% alcohol. Uh, I'm just telling you, um, that is so dangerous, 12.5% alcohol. One can is the equivalent of three beers. So if, if somebody stops and picks up one or two of these, up on ice by the register at the store on the way home from work. They've had a six-pack of beer by the time they get home by knocking back two of these cans. Very dangerous. Uh, most everybody there on the committee except uh, me and, uh, and and Joe Godfrey was there, and he spoke on behalf of Br Brother Brian Mission about the uh, the devastation that alcoholism brings to people and, and individuals and families. And then I spoke out on, on behalf of, of the people as well. Uh, practically everybody there, and there was probably a dozen people spoke for two or three minutes each. 
everybody there was basically interested in in the money aspect of it, the business side of it. Either they're going to take some of my money or I'm going to get some more money. And then how much money will the state make? I mean, that was the whole premise of it. Um, ABC was there. The uh, alcohol beverage uh, control was there. And uh, they sp- spoke out strongly against this bill as it is with 12.5% alcohol in a can, a mixed drink. It would it, be like Jack and Coke in a can. And they'd be available everywhere. Uh, right now they'd be available in, um, oh, I forget the exact number. It's in my article, a few hundred stores. Then they would be available in like 7,000 stores. Uh, they would also, uh, you know, these are also done now with uh, Mountain Dew. They've got this hard Mountain Dew alcohol with, uh, and then they put in like watermelon, black cherry, Baja Blast, uh, all this kind of stuff. Monster makes uh, popular, uh, you know, they got the energy drinks, but they've also got the Beast Unleashed, which is uh, caffeine and alcohol. These are these kind of drinks. And they want to put these um, uh, next to non-alcoholic beverages that are, that are easily going to be higher consumed by teens and young people, not disciplined drinkers. This is to sell more alcohol and boost profits. Make no mistake. Uh, The industry really doesn't, their primary care, if care at all, is not about the toll that it will take on the public health and public safety. And I said in the committee, I said, you guys know who I represent. I represent the pastors. I represent the churches. They are, you know, one of the people, I think, with Walmart said they were on the front lines because they were able to ask, answer people's questions, uh, understanding why they can't buy these these drinks at Walmart. They were on the front lines. Like, it was really a tough job to answer these questions in Walmart, which, who do you see answering questions in Walmart? Come on. No, I said, here's who's on the front lines. It's the pastors who often walk these halls with me of the state house. They're on the front lines because they do the funerals of the people who die as a result of these kind of drinks. And now you want to make them available in 7,000 stores across the state just for profit? When is enough enough? I'll tell you what the front lines are. It's when the pastor has to meet with the kids and mom and say, your dad's not going to be living with you anymore. He's going into rehab because he comes home drunk every night. That's who is affected by these, and it's all for profit It's not right. There's not going to be a vote on it this year, but it's coming in the future. Be aware of these RTDs being made public everywhere. Melina Stevens joins us when we come back with the National Center of Sexual Exploitation. I think you want to hear what she's got to say. She's very well-informed and a powerful communicator. Stay tuned. 